uh, the differences that really help us get along and where we're going and what God is doing. So it's it all starts in our thoughts. I'm, I'm waiting on my iPad to catch up there. It's it's catching up with me now. So this is week two. We're going to talk about our thoughts. And uh, last week we talked about just reality. We some of us had a reality check. We're just comparing. We we do that. Isn't that kind of like some things we do? Maybe it's not always so good or healthy. But do we do a lot of comparing? We compare ourselves with so and so. If you have this kind of a job, you compare it with somebody that has the same kind of job. If they're doing better, or if you're, you know, in my position, if you're a church, you're like, well, their church seems to be bigger. And you know, it really. How many knows it's not about numbers? It's just about doing what God wants you to do. And when we do what God wants us to do, the numbers and all that stuff take care of themselves. So it's really just about falling after God. But we talked about just being intimidated. And it seems like some people just have it all together. And we just seem every once in a while, I'm just speaking out loud. You know, do you ever feel like you feel like I'm a train wreck? They look like they're, you know, some, but I'm just like, ah, that's kind of how we feel. We get easily intimidated. And here's the key thought we found last week. And it's going to run through this whole series. It's often small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. I'm going to say it one more time. It's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. So last week we asked you to prayerfully ask God for a small word. Some of you did that. Some of you posted it on Facebook. You said, here's my word. And you were excited because you know what? This is what we proved out last week. If you could get a word from God, that meant you could hear from God. That's huge. If you can hear God tell you one word, that means you can hear God tell you something. Make sure your neighbor's not asleep. I don't hear any snoring. That's big. That's like, all right, God, if I heard you say that, that's awesome. And and if you're sitting here going, you know what, Brett, I never got a word. I didn't even ask God. I have one for you. Procrastination. (laughs) So... (laughs) There's your word for today. (laughs) So we're going to be talking about our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And it's kind of like dominoes. Our thoughts influence our words. Our words influence our actions. Our actions influence our habits. And our habits end in creating our destiny. So today we're going to focus on our thoughts, our thinking. And that is really determining who we become and the direction that we travel. Proverbs 23, 7 says this, For as he thinks in his heart... So is he other version could say so he becomes so as a man thinks in his heart So is he if you think you can't you probably won't If you think life is going to be bad it probably will be If for you anyway If you think you don't have anything to offer you probably won't make a difference Because perception and what you you know, there are those people that just want to So let's flip the coin. The other side of that, if you think you can, you probably will. If you think life's going to be great for you, it probably will be. If you think you have a lot to offer, then you're going to make a big difference. Your attitude is directly led and tied with your thoughts. Your attitude determines your altitude. You've heard that before. I've said that many times. You can stay with turkeys or you can fly with eagles. (laughs) You know... You're like, okay, do you want to expound on that, Brett? You really want me to? (laughs) But you understand, you know, you can choose how you're going to receive and what you're going to. You know, I heard Joyce Meyer say this. You choose whether you want to be offended or not. You can decide if you're like, okay, I received that, and that's going to tick me off. And guess what? You're going to get ticked off. But if you can be like, you know what, I'm not going to let that penetrate me. And again, it's how we think. Our attitude determines our altitude. Our thoughts do matter. 
as a person thinks in his heart, so he becomes. Here's our first point for this morning. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is always going to move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Now, I, everybody should have got a thought on it today. Did you get that? Yes? No? I've got headlights in my face, so I, I'm seeing silhouettes. Yes, wave your hands at me. Thank you in the back. Yeah, if you, have, if you need a thought audit, raise your hand. Okay. There you go. Ushers, would you help us with that? They were out on the table if there's any extra. If you need a pen, raise your hand. This isn't going to take long, but just keep your hands up. They'll make sure they're, they're on their way to get whatever they need. See, I just put them to work. Look at them. They're on their way back there. Let's tell them faster. Hey, can we go a little faster? I <laughs> wonder what they're thinking. <laughs> Hallelujah. So anyway, we're going to look at this thought audit. I want you to look at it. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's not hard. It's just uh, one of those things. You can put your hand down for just a second because they're not here yet. So here they, they're walking back now. Okay, if you need a thought audit, put your hand up. If you need a pen, uh, wave your hand. How's that? If you'd like to sing and dance, stand up and do that right now. Now's your time. <laughs> Sit down, Bill. <laughs> Bill be... <laughs> notice his wife she's just got her head down i'm writing i don't see anything (laughs) okay you're getting a a thought audit there's there's a few here right up front jay's got them there we go here comes another one pretty easy there's only three things on there that you're going to see but I, I want you to think about what you think about. Now, there's a reason I don't normally have you do, you know, it's, I, I want you really to think about what you think about. So I want to do the first one. So you see negative and positive. I mean, so you see that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You see that? All right. So all I want you to do, one says negative, one says positive. I want you to circle in this last week where you think you were more at. If you're more at the negative side, were you closer from five to one at the negative or six to ten at the positive? So. Um, you know what let's do the first one so would you say last week you were more on the worried side or is that that's why i guess worried or positive maybe i have to look i don't have one in front of me there we go worried or positive oh my wife right there all right yeah it is worried and peaceful negative and positive see i got two of them mixed up anyway worried or peaceful were you more worried last week or are you more peaceful last week were you more thinking about oh what are we going to do about these bills um, what are we going to do about the kids? Maybe you're worried your cat ran away and you're worried he'll come back. I don't know. Where's Amy? That was a good one right there for Amy. <laughs> Ushers, keep your eye on her. <laughs> Maybe you're on the other end. Maybe you're peaceful and you just felt good. It just felt good and, you know, you just kind of gave those things to the Lord. Or, and if God before you, your, your thought was who can be against me and I can do all things through Christ. That's cool, and so maybe that's where you were at. You're more on the peaceful side. Nothing's going to overtake me that God, you know, he's with me and all that. So then, then you want to circle more towards that 10 side. Okay, um, so let's do negative versus positive. Uh, you know, there are some people, maybe even in the sound of my voice, that have the gift of negativity. You know, somebody said, God gave me this. Give it back to him. I don't think God gave you negativity, but here's what it says. You know, um, you know, those kind of people, they they tell you what's wrong before they ever find out what's right. They're critical of everyone. 
They assume the worst on most occasions. They're very discontented. If I was only married, then I'd be happy. Then they get married. And if I only had the right person, then I'd be happy. If I only had kids, I'd be happy. Then they have kids. Can't stand my kids. Wish I had some more kids. Then I'd be happy. You know, everything changes. So, you know, if that would be you, don't let anybody know. But fill that out. If you're more on the positive side, then you might believe the the best about people. I'm just going to believe the best. If you you don't uh, have to go to church, you get to go to church. So you're excited about that. When you go into church, instead of saying, you know what, I wish they would have did this. I wish they had that. They didn't have my favorite kind of snack there. Mallory didn't sing that right song. You have the idea of like, oh, man, that was so good. Things were so great. Instead of looking at anything you could find wrong, you started looking for things that you could find right. You could still have a bad day and believe God will turn it around. That's more of the positive. Now, worldly versus eternal. You find yourself as consumed on that more with uh, thoughts um, that your your life is just, you know, you know, I got to get this. I got to do that. You're not really concerned about eternity. You're just more concerned about with what I got to get done today. And it's important to have goals and things I understand. But you really don't have any thoughts far out as far as where I'm going to spend eternity. You spend a lot of time thinking about what kind of car you're going to drive, what kind of clothes you're going to wear. Uh, are you more concerned about what people think about you, you know, more than what God thinks about you? Is there just kind of one of those kind of things? So you want to look at that eternal things on the other side of that. Do you wake up and think how you can use your life to bring glory to God? I mean, now, let, let's be honest. Uh, that's great. And that sounds really good. And we probably all have done that at one time or another. But to think of someone that just jumps out of bed and goes, I'm going to bring glory to God today. Kind of hard, but, I, but I'm just trying to give you a, a thing. I mean, you could rent your halo out for a nightlight if that was you. You could do that. Are you burdened for people who are far from God and you're concerned about their souls? Now, that does happen to a lot of us. We're, we're concerned about people we care about because maybe they don't know the Lord. Uh, how can I leverage the stuff that, that God has given me, the gifts, the talents, that I can make a difference in their lives and impact them for the kingdom? Now, let me just say this. If you didn't put 10, 10, 10, on that because it goes one to ten because the ten is always on the you know the good side on the little chart that i gave you then this message is for you it's for me too our thoughts determine who we become our lives always move in the direction of our strongest thoughts as a person thinks in his heart so is he or so he becomes so we have to understand we've got to get our thought life in the wraps of the kingdom we've got to get it under the control of the kingdom of god if you're consumed with worried thoughts, negative thoughts, worldly thoughts, you're moving in that direction. If, on the other hand, if you're consumed with peaceful, positive, and eternal thoughts, then you're moving in that direction. I like that one better. Here's point number two this morning. You choose what you dwell on. You choose what you dwell on. You decide what takes space in your brain. You know, I can I can I could almost guarantee you I don't know. Maybe you did. There's not going to be very many people that could probably write 10, 10 and 10. I don't know that I could put 10, 10 and 10 down on that because God's still working with me, obviously. So this is what happens. Our culture, our friends and the world we live in, it gives it influences us. Sometimes, you know, you you've just had a bad day and sometimes it when it rains, you know, that saying it pours and it just. It's like, that's the last thing I needed. 
I mean, have you ever done anything like that? Anybody besides, is it, you had a day and it started out good, you know, good kind of, or something went bad and you thought, okay, you start out good. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. And you spilled something, you know, and uh, this has literally happened to me. I had something on my plate, talking to somebody. I've got a glass. I go down to pick up my plate. I spilled the glass. You laughed, but you probably have all had it. Put the stuff on my plate, set the glass on the thing. Somebody else turns around, slides off my plate again. I'm like, really? Okay. We choose what we dwell on. What we, what we live around, the atmosphere and the people we hang out with, it does matter who we hang out with, but it will tend to drive us towards the negative side of the scale if they are negatively oriented, if they are more on the worldly side or not the eternal. They're not peaceful. They're not positive. Life screams at you. And it'll tell you, hey, worry about me. Hey, hey, look, this could go wrong. Hey, what about this? Hey, this isn't right. You got some of this done, but look at this. The enemy wants us to think about what doesn't last rather than what does. He wants us to think about what you don't have rather than what you do. He wants you to focus on on, on stuff that you feel like, I just wish I had this instead of focusing on, thank God, look what I've got. What could I be good steward over? How could I do this better? Romans 12, 2 says this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable perfect will of God. Check this out. This is the New Living Translation. That's the New King James. Here's the New Living. I want to read that to you. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by, here it is, changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So your question is, all right, Brett, how do I change my thoughts? I mean, I have people ask me that. So how do you do that? How do you seem to do that? How do you seem to take this? Why do you seem to be happy most of the time? How? I'm going to give you two things you can do. Here's number one. Capture destructive thoughts. People ask, what do you mean it's destructive? What are you talking about? Any thought that goes against the word of God, destructive. If it goes against God's word, if it's contrary to his word, you capture that thought. You don't let that thought just run crazy and bring his brothers and sisters. You capture that. You know, there's a difference. People ask, you know, well, I just feel the enemy's just doing this. Or Sometimes you even know it's the enemy. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction would be like, Brett, you know what? You're better than that. I believe in you. You can do that. Come on, don't do that anymore. You can do this condemnation is you are a sorry sappy dog and there ain't no way you're ever going to get out of this hole and there's no way god could love you you know and da 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 and that just goes on and on you have to know the difference you got to understand if your thoughts are condemning those are not godly thoughts they didn't come from god the holy spirit can convict you if you're doing something wrong if you're not the person you're portraying to be then he can convict you then you need to receive that let that thought get in there so it can help transform you. You see, conviction will help drive you. You know what conviction? Conviction is there's some things that, you know, I would change my mind on, but not things that you're convicted about. Not things that you have, you know, this is truth. That is what you'll stand on. If you're not convicted about anything, 
then you'll probably stand for nothing. Capture destructive thoughts. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5. Right behind me is the New King James Version, so you can see that. <laughs> well, maybe. There it comes. For though we walk in flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. That's, you know that scripture. You've read it. Look at it again. This is just New Living Translation. I like the difference of what they're talking about. They're saying the same thing, but the way it's worded. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Oh, man, I'm like, I love the way that says, because this says bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That says the same thing, but sometimes we read that and we don't really, it doesn't get in. What it's saying is the weapons we're fighting, they're not worldly weapons. Our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. That's where we get that reference. I mean, just demolish dynamite. We've got to blow some things up. The Greek word for stronghold is akamora. Literal meaning is a prisoner locked up by deception. Man, that's huge. You think of a castle in a dungeon locked up in the bottom of some nasty rat-filled pit with a false accusation or thought. The devil is the father of lies, my friends. You know that. He is a master of deception. He tries to convince us things are not true in our thought processes, and he can build your life if you will let him on a lie. He will try to put precept after precept of falsehood, and you will build on something wrong and then wonder why it doesn't work. And then he'll get you on the other end. You couldn't follow that if, if it was right in front of your face. That's condemnation. <laughs> Jesus said, the truth will set you what? I'll tell you what we need today, my friends. We need some truth. We need just some old-fashioned, good old Bible-thumping truth. We need some truth that'll get down deep inside you, and you know that it's true, and it doesn't matter what anybody says, doesn't matter who's sitting in the White House, doesn't matter anything, if the Bible says it, it's true. And we need to get that down inside of us so that we know, so we can pass something on to our children. Let me tell you what truth is. Let me tell you what Jesus said. This is truth. Verse 5 that we just read says, We take captive, we capture every thought, make obedient to Christ, make it obedient. Demolish the lies, capture it, make it obedient. In other words, if the enemy's throwing thoughts, you know, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never do anything. You'll never get that person. They'll never come. That you, no, no, you capture those. No. I'm not going to dwell on that because that doesn't go according to the word. I take those thoughts that are untrue, thoughts that go against the word in the Bible, and I make them obedient to Christ. You say, what do you mean make them obedient? I mean, I'm not dwelling on them. I didn't make the true word up. God did. I just follow it. I let it stand with him. It can't stand with him. If it's not true, it can't take that. So I just captured him. I'm like, you know, you can just you can go deal with God on that because according to him, this is the truth. I don't know if I'm I don't know who I'm talking to today, but some of you need some freedom. Some of you are just bound up because you've been believing lies for a long time. 
you need this because this didn't happen. You need that because that didn't happen. Let me tell you, if it's a lie, you don't need anything but God Almighty. That's what you need. You need truth from the word. You need God to pour into you. And that truth will set you free. That truth will come inside you. And when it gets inside you, man, it's going to change you. You'll be like Superman in a phone booth. Seriously, you get that truth and what the enemy got you with before, but bam, you are ready. My daughter, she's laughing now. <laughs> he said, ba bam. <laughs> Here's secondly, so how do we make it obedient? We got to change. Second point, fix our thoughts on spiritual things. Here's the thing. If you want to stay thinking about the same thing, you're going to fight that. As long as you give it life. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. If you're going to feed the, the lie, it's going to grow. If you're going to starve it, it's going to die. So it works in the other. If I'm going to feed my spirit truth, it's going to grow. If I'm going to feed my spirit the word of God, it's going to grow. Truth is going to grow. And when I know the truth... I'm free. Then the lie can't have any power over me because I know the truth. When your bank book says you got nothing, I know the truth. If I'm doing and doing what God is telling me to do and I'm a good steward of my money, he shall provide all my need according to his riches and glory. Truth. If my body needs healed and and the enemy is saying you're never going to get healed, you're never going to. That word says that I am healed by his stripes. Truth. So I have to fix my thoughts. I've got to change what I'm thinking, what I was thinking, and change it back. Turn to your neighbor and just say change. Philippians 4, 8, 9 says, And now, dear brothers, sisters, one final thing. You're going to see New King James. I'm going to read you the, the New Living Translation this week. Fix our thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent, worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing then the God of peace will be with you. Did this scripture, whether you read King James, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, things are just, pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, there's a virtue of these things. Praiseworthy. Meditate on these things. I got people all the time. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, to fix my thoughts on that. It's just, it says, that one says meditate. I don't know how to stop that. You know what? you know how to worry you know how to meditate if you can sit there and worry about this and worry to you know half the stuff you worry about doesn't happen you know they did a a poll on that 90 some percent of the stuff that most americans worry about isn't even true we worry about what people thought we worry what about people said and they didn't even mean it that way you know and we'll walk around with the spirit of offense and we'll, we'll do all this and we'll make ourselves physically sick Let me tell you something. You need some truth. You need to meditate your mind. Switch your thinker onto something good. Start saying, God, I need to put you in here. And when I start changing the focus of my thoughts to honorable, good, what do you mean? Well, do the opposite. If you're mad at somebody, start praying blessing on them. Pastor, I can't do that. Well, then enjoy your worried state. But let me tell you what. I want some freedom. I don't want to walk around in bondage. I want freedom. 
I don't want, well, I'm afraid to tithe. If I tithe, well, how am I going to pay the bill? You know what? What does the word say? So you're more afraid of what? Ah. It didn't say fix your thoughts on what is bad, what is horrible. Fix your thoughts on everything wrong. We'd be like, That'd be, we'd be an idiot. Welcome to Dumbville. Don't we do that? We just don't. I don't like what they said. Oh, did you hear that? That was terrible. I saw her work her neck at me. I did. And we start, and then we get this whole war in our mind. They never did like me at that church. He said, whatever things are true, honorable, admirable, think about these things that are worthy of praise. Then the God of peace will be with you. Man, it's just right there. It's, I mean, sometimes it's like, why didn't we see that? If we could switch our thoughts, I am not going to think about that. I'm going to choose what I'm going to think about. You have to change your focus. If you stay, you will stay thinking on the same stinking thing. You got to change. Do something different. Start thinking something different. Change what? Change your atmosphere. Get up. Change. Do whatever. Go walk. Go run. Go. Go do something. But change and start thinking something good. Pick up your Bible. Grab a scripture. Put it on. I mean, start doing something because you want peace. When you renew your mind from the lies of the enemy, you'll do what you were created to do because not only of who you are, but whose you are. And then his peace will just start flooding your soul. You want to know how to beat that? There's people that will just be, I just need to, you know, the Bible says in James, resist the devil. Well, before that, it says submit to God. So if we would submit to God, sometimes, you know, pastor, the temptation was just too tough. Okay, we've all been down that road. You know what I found out? That's a lie. That is a lie. Because the word says he won't give you a temptation that you can't get out of. And I've messed that up before. Anybody else? And I'm like, well, I need to. Because if I would have known the truth, ba-bam, I'd have been free. But you buy the lie and then he gets you on the other end. I'm talking to somebody today. Some of you are one thought away from moving in a big way towards your destiny. Some of you are right here. I mean, you've, you've come up against this wall of thought. And you keep saying, I just keep I'm pounding in here. But I'm telling you, if you change your stinking thinking and you start making, God, help me to think like you want me to think. If it's condemning, if it goes against the word, I take that captive. God, I'm not dwelling on that. I'm dwelling on the opposite. What does your word say about it? That's what I'm dwelling on. My friends, let the enemy know you're going to get into God and God is into you. And every time he comes after you, you're going to put God right back out. He's going to want to leave you alone. You start declaring what God says. You start declaring if you had to get a, a operation or healing or whatever. Thank you, God, that I'm recovering fast. Thank you, God, that my body lines up with your word. Oh, God, I'll be better now than I was before. I am the six million dollar man. I mean, whatever you got to do, you let the enemy know that you are letting truth set you free. 
when we stop believing the lies of the evil one and embrace the truth of the good God we serve, we get free. I tell you what, this last year, if I've experienced anything, I've experienced some freedom. And I thank the Lord for it. I want to fix my mind on spiritual things. Well, Brett, that's easy for you. You're the pastor. You glow in the dark. No, I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> Let me just stop right here. You know, this has nothing to do with my message, but I just thought when I said that, I thought one of the dumbest toys that were ever made was made by a company that made a glow-in-the-dark Frisbee. How many remember having that when you were a kid? I had one of those. You know what company made that? Whammo! And you know what I found out? Me and Mike Miller out in the backyard. Go get it, Brett. Go get it. Boom. Ran right into a tree because it's dark. Whammo! That's about, yeah, like I said, welcome to Dumbville. I'm thinking, what were you thinking? Hey, let's give a glow in the dark and let these kids play with it. Go get it, boy. All right, back to what we we're talking about. I do not glow in the dark. You can see you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Other folks will see that. They'll see God working in your life. You can look for it. Because listen to me, you will find what you're looking for. Really, if all the lights were out and this room was pitch dark and a little lightning bug came in here, everybody in here would see one small tiny light in a dark room. That's what you are. You're the light. People come up, I am the only Christian where I work. That's why you're there. Because you are the light there. God needs someone like you that will set them free with truth. You'll go through some of the same things they do, but how you handle it, how you think, speak, act, destiny. You can always find what you're looking for. We live out in the country. Buzzards, vultures. They just, you know, you, you know if you see them circling, something's laying somewhere dead. Because they're looking for it. They want a meal. You know, buzzards always eat dead stuff. You want to fly with eagles? Eagles always fly higher than buzzards, and they eat live stuff. How about, let's just, if you're saying, I can't even think about an eagle. How about a hummingbird? Hummingbird. Sorry, it's my best impression of a hummingbird. What do you expect from a guy that tries to glow in the dark, okay? But out on our front porch, Kim has these little hummingbird feeders, you know, and, and these little birds, they just, they like fly up and go, and then they, man, they're like, they shot like a gun, and they'll go sit on a branch, and they're only about, you know, they're about, they're, they are about the size of a peanut, you know, one of those peanuts in the shell. They're just this little tiny, and they just fling and flutter around. They go, and they look for nectar. They look for that sugar. They look for, for good things sweet things be like a hummingbird if you want to find spiritual things start looking for it because you know what we do we just get in life somebody else is oh yeah you ever you ever been somewhere on a ride and somebody starts saying oh i feel like we're never gonna get there then you almost start thinking man it's taking a long time for us to get there 
wow, it seems like it's forever. Wow. Next thing you know, man, I want somebody that's going to say, oh, no, man, this is great. <laughs> you know it's coming. <laughs> I can think of me, my grandma, and my sister in the back of a Ford Fairlane, scrunched like Little Debbie snack cakes all <laughs> stuck in there. You know, just, and my dad just going down the road, and I'm thinking, oh, please let him stop. i got to go to the bathroom. My dad didn't hardly stop for anything. And my, my sister was at the time, I don't know if it was me or her more positive or whatever, but one of us would probably say, are we there yet? And the other one would say, shut up. <laughs> because it just seemed like it just took longer. So you know what I did? I started going to sleep. I just go to sleep. I just put my head on Graham or something and go to sleep. My sister would make her mad. She'd go, you sleep the whole way. And I'm thinking, hey, when I woke up, we were there. <laughs> So it was all good for me. So I just decided this is what I'm going to do. And she was like the whole time just enduring because mm, she couldn't sleep. <laughs> well, you know, hey, brother's got to do what he's got to do. If you look for spiritual things, you're going to find spiritual things. Let me let me put it to you this way. You ever buy a car, didn't see hardly any of the car like you bought, and you bought one, and then all of a sudden you see them all over town. You know, or something like that. Or, ladies, you're like, oh, I love that. That looks great. I'm going to, oh, that's nice. I love that. And you go somewhere and six other girls have that. You see what I'm saying? So, I mean, we will see things and then we will, oh, yes. And then we'll notice more things because we didn't really notice them before. If we look for spiritual things, we'll find them. When you wake up in the morning, set the tone of your day with something spiritual. Instead of getting on, on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, go on your Bible app. And do that first. Let the first thing you think on, let it be God's word. Read a chapter, say a prayer, do it first. Well, go to the bathroom, then, then go get on your Bible app. But do that. Uh, and the prayer doesn't have to be long, doesn't have to be wordy. It can just be something simple. It could be something like, good morning, God. I know this day's a gift from you. I want to do for you today the best I can. Use me wherever you want. Let me hear you on every detail. Let me follow you to the letter as best I can. Guide my words. Guide my thoughts. Let my actions make you shine. I give you permission to interrupt me at any time today. Let me see where you're working and let me do what you want. Amen. You start saying a prayer like that, man, you're going to start seeing good things. I, seriously. And sometimes the first thing that we do, I mean, I've been with teens. I've been with adults. I know. Some of you roll over. First thing you do, oh, look. 17 notifications and 14 friend requests. God wants to be your friend. Before you do any of that, do him. Lord, let me see you. God, let me do today what you'd have me to do. And when we start doing that, we start thanking him. Things start happening. We start seeing things. When we look for something good, it will happen and you when it does give god the credit when you get to walmart and somebody pulls out of that front space thank you god i got favor you heard thank you you're great that article of clothing that was just your size that you were looking for and you wanted and there it is and it's the only one there thank you god and i'm speaking to the girls because guys we don't care <laughs> you know and thank you god thank you god for your blessing here's a here's one that's even tougher you get chewed out by your boss and you view it different than you did before. Now, you don't have to run home and go, thank you, God. Boy, he chews me out really well. 
But no, but instead, you might say, Lord, I don't know what he's going through today or what she's going through today. I'm going to pray for them. Maybe they're just having a tough day. I don't even know the pressures they have. But God, help me to be a better employee. Help me to, help me to show who you are in me. And then you start seeing power behind your thoughts. Because you can't pray like that unless you think about it. Think about what I just said. What you think about is what usually comes out of your mouth. Now, sometimes you can keep it quiet. I get it. But I mean, for the most part, if you dwell on negative things, you talk negatively. If you dwell on positive things, you'll start talking positively. If you look for negative things, you're going to start speaking negative, and that's what's going to happen. You can see the power behind your thoughts. Truth or trash? You can... Let go of trash and keep what is true. Because remember, as a person thinks, so he becomes. Your life always moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So last week I challenged you with one word. This week I want to challenge you with one thought. One small thought that could result in a bigger change than you could ever imagine. We talked about one word last week. I told you what my word was. It was together and I gave you my scripture of what God had told me. Some other folks have posted different things, and we were excited. We were getting calls, and, oh, man, that was awesome. You know why? Because God is showing you truth, and it is setting you free. Remember this. It's often small things that no one sees that result in big things that everyone wants. One small thought will result in a big change. One thought you could think over again and again and again. Until your mind is renewed and it becomes truth in your heart and it changes the words you speak and the way you live. That thought that you just run over in your mind again. You say, Brett, what is it? What are you dealing with? What is that thought? That, I mean, what is the thing that seems to be driving you into the ground? That is what you've got to change. You've got to start thinking godly. You've got to start saying, God, what is the thought you want me to think? And you've got to think it over and over. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word and hearing and hearing and hearing say it over to yourself say it out loud say it say it say it until it not only gets in your mind it gets down in your heart as truth and when it connects it will set you free your word you got from god and your verse if that's your life verse for this year i think on that you know, mine was together, and I'm just thinking, wow, what could God do? He can do anything. If I'm with him, guess what that means? We can do anything together. God, what do you want to do? And began to say, nothing is too impossible for God. And I can start thinking on, God, what are your plans? Man, that's huge. Maybe your word is self, selfless. And, and your thought is this, less of me and more of him. Or maybe like John the Baptist, I must decrease, he must increase. Maybe that's your, and you just think about that, God, how could I make you bigger? And you think about it. You want to change your life? It starts by the way you think. You got to start thinking. Well, Brad, I've always had this problem. My dad had this problem. My grandpa had this problem. Well, then it stops now. Stop it now. Because do you want your kids to have the problem? Help me, somebody. You are the authority in your house. Take the authority and say, God, transform my mind. But I've always thought this way. Well, today's a new day. There's a new sheriff in town, baby. But bam. 
I'm going to give God my thoughts. I'm going to give the ones that are destructive. I'm going to get ones that are encouraging and instructive to, from him to me, and I'm going to speak them out loud. I'm going to put on my armor. I'm going to go to battle with this thing. I'm going to show my wife. I'm going to show my kids. I'm going to show my husband if you're the lady. I'm going to show my kids if you're the lady. I'm going to show my family that I mean business. I'm going to follow him. Nothing shall by any means stop me from getting to my God. Hallelujah. Start by the way you think, then what you speak, the words create actions actions create habits habits create a destiny can i tell you the lord told me showed me in just a quick vision 5 30 like 5 30 lord i get up every day at six now i get up every day at 5 30 or before and i the first couple times i set my alarm i never even needed does that ever happen to you you you, you kind of i don't know if the holy spirit or your angels like hey get up you glow in the dark. Get up. You know, just, I don't know. I just, I just wake up. Today I was up 5.15. I don't even have to I don't even set it anymore. Because I just wake up. But you know what? I get through the, we talked about that, guys. Remember the routine? I get through my routine. I go over. I get the coffee ready. I get all that started. I take my, my phone down. I put it by my Bible. I take it out to my room. I turn on the heat. Got the ceiling fan going to get it, get the light ready, get my Bible out, get all that stuff ready. I'm getting ready. You know what I'm doing? I'm getting ready to do what I normally do because I want to get my time in with God. Listen, what you think, what you speak, what you do, starts creating destiny. And you start living that for your kids, for your grandkids, for your spouse. It all starts in your thought. As a person thinks in his heart, so he becomes. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. People may say, it's just a little thought. We know the truth. It's often small things. You don't have to have a huge thought. Just maybe that one that's just like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray first thing in the morning for God. I'm going to pray to him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change that one agenda item. You know, people that have... I did a teaching on tithing. I have people that they gave 10%, but they didn't give it to God first. And I did a teaching on how he, he has to be first. And they're like, you know what? I've been giving, but I really have never been tithing. And they started doing that, and things started happening. Blessings started coming in. They were like, that's amazing. First, I'm going to give God everything. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please? this morning you may be sitting there and just feeling wow lord i it it just seems so easy folks it really is i mean i'm not saying it's always going to be easy but i mean to really start this chain to really start this domino to go in your life, you just have to yield to God. You just have to say, Lord. Because again, I mean, if we go by just our own record, our own track record, mine included, man, I've messed that up. I can't do this without him. I can't be successful without him. I can't have the things that he put in my heart without him. 
with your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you're saying, Brett, that's me. Oh, God, that's me. Well, nobody looking around, nobody to embarrass you at all. If you're here and you're saying, I need Jesus more than I've ever needed him before. I'm going to make some changes. I want him in my life. I promise I won't embarrass you. But this is the best decision you could ever make. If that's you, I just want you to put your hand up and we want to pray today. Yes. Anyone else? Come on, this is your time. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm changing what I think, what I speak, what I do, and you're changing my destiny. What once was lost is now changing course. I'm on my way to you. In Jesus' name, forgive me. Come into my heart. Amen. Amen. Now, I want everybody to look at me. If you're here today and you're saying, you know what? I'm going to start thinking about what I'm thinking about. And if you got your word, and maybe you didn't get a word. Maybe you're here today as a guest and you're saying, that is one nutty preacher. Well, get used to it. I love you. But I want to give you what God wants you to have. I want you to walk out of this place and go, you know what? I can do this. Not because of your own strength, but because God is in you. And he will make you victorious. You are a victor. You're not a victim. And start saying, Lord, I love you. How many would just say, and I, you know, it's okay if everybody sees, but you're going to, like, whatever your word was, whatever your scripture, you're going to start thinking about that. Would you put your hand up? You're going to use your thoughts on that. Just me. All right. I see. Good. Good. At first, I'm thinking, okay, somebody's going to wake these guys up. We're going to operate these electrical chairs in just a minute. God wants something. Listen, you know what he wants? He wants fellowship with you. He wants that you would love him, that you would walk with him. Brothers and sisters, listen, just like he walked with Adam in the cool of the day, he will walk with you. Really? Jesus said, if you saw me do it, you can do it too. Matter of fact, you can do things even greater than what you saw me do. I'm like, man, that's huge. That's awesome. But you got to start saying, you know what, God, I got to give my not just my heart, but I got to give my mind and my mouth to you. And I'm going to give you my mind and my mouth. And when I do that, my actions follow that. I'm looking at new people this morning. God's going to do something in your life. Wives, you're going to see a new man. Husbands, you're going to see a new wife. Kids, dad's going to be different. Mom's going to be different. Family's going to be different. You're going to make some changes that are going to make lasting impressions. It doesn't matter. Well, Brett, I, I messed everything up. I have, man, I've said more four-letter words and Carter has liver pills. Well, whoopee-ding-dong. Today's a new day. You just got in the phone booth. But bam You're going to change. What happens if, a, if one of those slips? Then you're going to grab that thought. You're going to grab that word. You're going to send it to God. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry, man. I'm not going to help me, God. And I'm going to change my focus. I'm going to change what I'm thinking about. And ba-bam. I'm going to keep going. I'm not perfect. But I'm going to keep, keep walking with God. 
You keep doing that. Great things are in store for you.